I don't, I, don't, I don't treat these services like teaching services, so, you know, that's always the last thing on my <laughs> agenda. If, if, but you always have to say something because the Lord wants to communicate various things to us, and the end result is our lines become in alignment with what He's thinking, with what He's doing, and, uh, and then the other side is when we speak in a corporate setting, all of us come into unity with each other, you know, it's, it's the concept of, of trying to unify with one each other, with, with one each other, uh, with one another is sometimes the wrong focus. Even husbands and wives, they say, we're trying to get on the same page, trying to unify. Uh, the old triangle illustration is something that I like, you know, with, with, in marriage, with you got husband and wife at the bottom of the triangle and you got the Lord at the top. And as both get closer to the Lord, they automatically grow closer together, right? So the unity happens in drawing near to Him. That's the same way it happens in church. It's not like I'm trying to be like you and you're trying to be like me. No, we're just all trying to be like the Lord. Think like Him, act like Him. And when we follow His Spirit, His leading in our services and just in life in general, we, we just like each other more. <laughs> you know, you look better when you're serving God. You, you, you do. You're nicer. You're, I, I want to be around you. If, you. if you're going a totally different direction, see ya. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll be friendly from afar. Hey, what's it like out there? It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> the way of the transgressor, isn't that difficult? Yeah. But if you all come in alignment, and that's why, why, why the Lord uses us to speak and say different things. And so you, you hear it and you tweak your life and make adjustments. I hear it. I say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get on that. I'm going to start thinking that way. Sometimes we'll say things together. It's all about we're drawn near to him. We're drawn close to each other. And there's, not, there's nothing that no demon from hell can do anything about that. You know, no, no, no demonic force, no, no disease. No, nothing is, is more powerful than the, the work of God. You know, when, when Jesus said that one day that, uh, that he casts out spirits with the finger of God, you know, it gives you a kind of a glimpse of God's power. You know, demons that ravage people's lives and destroy homes and wreck businesses and all this kind of stuff, the spirit of God just goes, boop. That's all it is to him. I remember hearing one guy had a testimony of, of, of being in heaven, and he said, he was near the throne of God. He couldn't see the, the Father's face. It was just too bright. And we know that what the scriptures say about that. Uh, but he said uh, he, he kind of caught a glimpse of like the Father's hand or something. And he said he was just, you know, it's more like, like uh, you know, he, I think I kind of saw his hand. He said he, he moved it. He moved like his little finger, like a little twitch. Like, and he said the whole place shook and an angel went flying away. Like flying, just like their power just radiated from God in such magnitude that he couldn't comprehend it. He was just moved, just barely moved, and the whole place shook. I think we, I don't think we have a, a real concept of how powerful God is, what it means to be like Almighty. <laughs> Say, so how does that help us? Well, when we're think, we think we're up against something, oh, this is hard. I got big problems. Whatever. <laughs> Come on, big compared to him, the greater one. That's why he says, the greater is he who lives in 
you in us than he who's in the world. And literally not, not like a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. It's like all the power of the enemy put together and the Lord says, Come on, get that picture in your mind. That's when you pray, that's what you're tapping into. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. (laughs) I guess I'll grab that in case I need to use it. (laughs) Again, I'm just going to share a couple things on my heart and not preach. And uh, maybe prophesy, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. (laughs) But the Lord's already, already working. If we went home right now, I would have said, that was good. <laughs> that was worth going to church. Amen. It was. Praise God. Praise God. But, uh, the, you know, when I asked the Lord about, uh, about what he wanted to say or what he wanted to do, you know, the, just instantly this came. And then it was kind of confirmed the way Pastor Doug opened up the service. And then one of the songs kind of was like, man, this all seems to fit with that, that thing. And, and, and it's just real simple about what to do when you don't know what to do. He had mentioned about answers and, and, and some things like that. And, and people getting into a spot where, have you ever not known what to do? I mean, I've been there many times. I don't know what to do right now. i got decisions to make. And, 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 and sometimes in that place, while you're, uh, the obvious is, well, if God would tell me what to do, then I'd know what to do. But what about if he's not telling you what to do right now? What if your, your best efforts, you're asking, you've, you've asked the Lord for, for help, for direction, show me what to do, but you just haven't heard yet for whatever reason. You don't know what to do. Well, what should you do? Because it's kind of, you ever notice it's hard to be in neutral? I mean, you can't really shut your mind down. I mean, we do our best in, in meditation on the word and just focus on the Lord. We do our best to get our mind calm and at rest and at peace, but it's not like it ever really shuts down. If you go to sleep, then it just fires up, right? Goes from dream to dream. To dream. So uh, if I can't get everything to totally shut down, what should I do with my, with my life in, in moments of not having direction yet or not knowing what to do? And, uh, you know, a couple, couple things just come to me real quick is, is first of all, uh, a good recommendation is to, uh, continue or continue doing or go back to doing what you already know to do. In times of I don't know, ask yourself, what do I know? Because none of us are without all knowledge. It's not like we're at zero and I have no idea of anything to do in life. Well, sure you do. There are some things you know to do. And sometimes it goes back to the last thing we really knew. I really knew this was what I was supposed to do. I know this was a God element of my life. And, uh, and, and if you're not knowing what to do now, what are you, maybe you've stopped doing what you've, you were supposed to do, and that's why you're, you're in that quandary of I don't know. And so we go back and we say, what, what was the last thing I was supposed to do? I shouldn't expect real direction on second grade until I finish first grade. All right, and if that sounds too elementary. Okay, 10th grade, 11th grade. And sometimes we're saying, oh, what do I go next? Well, you've got to finish what you're doing now. And sometimes our timeline is quicker than the Lord's. 
we think, I'm done with that. Are you? Is he done with you doing that? Okay. And so what do you know to do? What's already the right thing? Um, Keep continuing on with that or doing that until further direction or clarity comes is often the right thing. Sometimes people, they step out of the right thing into a nothingness. I'm going from something to nothing. What are you doing now? Nothing. Well, I'm just waiting on direction. Well, did the Lord tell you to stop? If, if he did, of course, that is direction. But if he didn't, continue doing the, the thing that you know to do. I, I remember when I finished Bible college and, and I graduated, and diploma in hand and ready to change the world and ready to go, go ye into all the world, you know, was a big mantra of what people were saying, got that go ye spirit. And I was sitting there, and I just didn't know where to go ye. (laughs) I was willing, ready. Most of my friends were leaving, because many of us came, you know, from different parts of the world, or the country mostly. Uh, But people were leaving, and there I am staying. This one moved, this one moved away, and then I'm all alone with the new students. Coming in, and uh, and and the reason is I, I just didn't I just didn't know what to do. So what was the right thing to do when you didn't know what to do? Well, my belief, and it turned out to be correct, was to keep doing what I was doing. Was to, I already knew some things to do? I knew to pray. I knew to go to church. I knew to give. I knew to serve. I knew to. There's some of these things that are just basic. I was sent there. I knew to be faithful. So I'm in church every time the doors open. I'm, I'm doing everything. But I'm called to ministry. I'm not called just to sit in, a, sit in a chair. But that's the last thing I knew to do. Amen. So I did that. And it took, in my situation, probably three months. And then I knew what to do. Three months of continuing when I thought I should already know. I should have already had direction by now. Everyone else has direction, which they didn't, but a lot, but some did. But I didn't know what to do. But I did after a few months. Amen. So anyway, it's just real simple. Sometimes we just ask the question, what, what, what are you supposed to do? What do you already know? What should you go back to? What should you continue to do? And, 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 and that'll help. That, that'll help, 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 help in this regard of, of getting on track. Another thing, just it has to do with believing, okay? In, in a place of not knowing, what are you actively believing? Do you have faith in the Lord's, um, that, 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 that he will both guide and provide? So in the middle of not knowing, it's not, I'm now concerned about not, that I'm not going to know, or I'm not going to have what I need to do in this decision-making process. No, I believe that I will know. I believe that I'm going to know. See, sometimes people get caught up in the I don't, and that becomes their mantra. I don't know. And they tell lots of people, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know this. I don't know, I, I, I don't know what to do here. And, and it becomes something that gets ingrained into them. It gets built in them, into their consciousness of not knowing. I want to do just the opposite. When I don't know, I need to get in faith and, and believe that he 
is, that he will, that when, when a decision really has to be made, that I'll have the, the necessary information, the direction, the enlightenment, the wisdom from God, that I'll know what to do in that moment. Good. Amen. Amen. Let's be in faith about that for a moment. Why don't you say it with me? Say, say I believe, I believe that, I that I will know everything I need to know when I need to know it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you are a knower. <laughs> Remember 1 John 2.20? But you have an unction or anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So one of the Holy Spirit's jobs in our lives is to basically make us aware, to bring us information, to bring us knowledge of things to come, to bring us not the necessary knowledge that we need. Praise God. And so, uh, and so that's one of, the, one of the most important elements. We always stay in faith. Stay in faith about this. Praise God. Everybody in faith? Yes. Good. Good. And another thing, uh, another thing we, we, I think we should remember is to, is to slow down. When you don't know what to do, Go slow. <laughs> why, why do I say go slow? Because sometimes we get antsy and we get out in front of the Lord. If, in, if anything, it would be better to be behind him than at least you can see him than to be out in front of him and totally guessing. Now, you'd rather be right on track. But hasty decisions, pressure from other people, amen. Let me add this one while, while we're talking. Uh, when you don't know what to do, don't ask everybody. <laughs> Make sure you always seek the Lord. If, if he directs you or if, it, if there's a prompting to talk to another person, that would be okay, but there's not a prompting to talk to five people. There's not a prompting to ask everyone what they think about your decisions, about what you're going to do. Amen. But that's a real temptation to the flesh because we don't know. We, we, the flesh gravitates to flesh. I want to hear with these ears. I want someone to tell me what the will of God is or what wisdom is in this situation. And, and that's not what we need to do. We need to trust the Lord. Amen. Will he use other people? Sometimes he will. Sometimes he will. Sometimes you'll be talking to him and you'll recognize right in the middle of it, that's a word from God right there. That's totally the Lord talking. And... Uh, and the Lord will use people at times. But, but again, uh, I want to I recommend that, that, you, that you go slow, when, depending on the, the, you know, the, the degree of magnitude of that decision. If it's a big decision, then you might want to go even slower. Praise God. Amen. You know, I want to tell someone's story, kind of. Think it'd be all right if I told her story? It's someone who goes to church here, so. What? You don't know? <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> anyway, if she wouldn't mind. Uh. <laughs> but there's a, there's a, a person who, who moved. 
away. And, uh, and they told me that they were going to move away. And we've seen so many people get into trouble moving away. I'm not saying that's 100% for everybody. God could be in something. We've seen so, and this is not, not this is not this person now. Uh, um, but we've seen so many people move away, and shortly after their families blow up, their life just goes, it's like, man, we've seen it too many times to ignore it. To think like, well, you guys just don't want anyone to ever leave the church. Well, of course we don't, but <laughs> unless it's a God thing, then we totally do. But, but so many times it's not. And we've seen so many people, they move, they move away just because, well, this job, well, our family lives over here. Yeah, or this opportunity came up over here. And then we hear a few months later, a few couple years later, well, we're, we're divorced now. And it's like, oh, you really traded for a job? You really traded to be close to the family and all that? People don't recognize so much sometimes what the local church is doing to keep their life together. And the... The, the, the relationships, the, 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 the anointing, the power of God, these things, when, when the Lord associates you with something, you have to highly value that and say, I'm never going to disconnect without him disconnecting me. I'm not going to disconnect through a fence, not going to disconnect for an opportunity somewhere. The Lord can get to you right where you are right here right now. So I'm making, I'm trying to make one of those decisions right now. Slow. <laughs> Slow down, my friend. Because you don't want to do that. It's too costly. The will of God really is a thing. <laughs> it really, and divine, divine connections and relationships really are a thing. Both, both with friends and, you know, that kind of stuff. But also to ministry gifts. I know this sounds kind of weird or may sound kind of self-serving or anything like that. But your relationship to me is important. Even if you say, well, I don't even hardly know you personally. It doesn't matter. That's not what, right. me personally is not what you need. That's right. Come on. Right. Come on. You might not even like me. <laughs> you know, maybe we'd be best friends. I don't know. But that's not really the primary relationship here. It's about a ministry gift. It's about how the Lord uses. And it, it, these things are sometimes uh, hard to explain. I mean, I, what I said about Pastor Mickey getting up there earlier, how, how do I explain that? I can't from a, there's no natural reason, but literally he started doing that, and I could feel it. I could feel myself come alive, like I wanted to shout. Glory to God! Where did that come from? It wasn't just, well, it was kind of motivating. Whatever. It's not just mental, it's spiritual. The power of God is very real on so many levels, and, and it's also true when we, re, we, we have relationships with ministry gifts, with the work of God, there's something there. So, again, I'm just saying about that, and I had no plan to say any of this, but uh, never disconnect lightly. Come on. Yes. I mean, be really certain if there's a disconnect uh, that, that, that needs to happen. Obviously, I had to disconnect from where I was to come here and start this church. You know, disconnect in a, in a certain way. The relationship still exists. But you have to make changes at times. You just really need to know it's God. Yeah. Good work. And so, so how, how, what if I won't ever know? Well, of course you will. Yeah. Say, so, how, how, how can you be so confident? Because this is the Lord's business. Yeah, that's right. It is in his best interest for you to know where you're supposed to be. 
The Lord has no interest in you just wandering about aimlessly, wandering out without direction, and your bad choices are going to hurt your family or your kids or, or, or someone else. No, it is in the Lord's best interest for you to be strong and happy and prosperous. Yeah, so I'm confident in, uh, in, in his leading. I'm confident that he can get the information to any of us if we truly listen. But that's the point. Sometimes we have, well, I really want this. And we think we've got it all figured out. The desires of a human being can be such an obstacle. <laughs> when they get so strong, you ever wanted something so much, you hardly couldn't even hear any, any opposition or dissent. If someone said, are you sure you're doing the right thing? Ah, I rebuke you, devil, you know. <laughs> well, that might not have been the devil. <laughs> Anyway, this particular person, um, they moved away, and, and she told me in advance, she said, I'm going to do this, and, and uh, I'll be vague on some of the details, I guess. What? Be vague? How vague should I be? <laughs> um, and, uh, and she moved away and, and hated it where she was, and... And, and would send emails and say, <laughs> you know, check, she's checking in, telling us. And, she said, and then she would, say, I, she would say, I hate it here. And, <laughs> and this and this and this. And she'd go on all the details. And then finally she said, I, I'm, I believe I missed it. And she said, and I didn't even ask you, meaning me. She said, I just told you. I said, yeah. And she's heard my teaching for a long time, so she knows, like, that's the wrong way to do it. If, you, if you're really going to be pastored, you don't make huge decisions and not let them speak into your life. You know, when people pop around from church to church and they think they're being highly respectful because they told them. They told them they were leaving. Well, because they think, I'm better than most people. They don't even say anything. Yeah, but you're, you're better, but you're still, you know, way down there. Because you have no regard for the gifts of God and potentially that you might be making a wrong, wrong decision. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> All right, I'll just keep talking out loud. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she, she had said that and then she said, I'm trying to, she said, I want to come back there. And, uh, you know, it's a large financial thing, and uh, there's a lot of components to that that make that difficult, because it was a long move. And uh, anyway, she had she had a good heart about about things and and, and did things right, and it ended, it ended up that, that she she was seeking the Lord, and the Lord spoke to her, and told her to do something that was kind of illogical. In in, I have to be I can't be totally vague, but. <laughs> The illogical thing was to buy a place in that location where she was about to leave, to buy a house or apartment or something like that. And, uh, you know, which you think you're going to lose on that one because costs and real estate costs and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, so the Lord told her to do that and he told her to do it as an investment for like a month. <laughs> And it ended up happening. She did it, and she came out with like in a month later with like like five thousand dollars ahead. So the Lord was so merciful. 
to her. And all of a sudden she had the means by which to get back and get back to the will of God where she was supposed to be. And so, anyway, God's merciful with our mistakes if we'll seek Him even after choosing wrong. And, uh, you know, one of the things we want to, uh, we want to avoid, we want to avoid fear of making wrong choices. Some people act, you know, quickly because they're afraid of doing nothing. And they get that paralysis by analysis. They're so heady. And then, oh, I got to do something. I got to make a decision here. And then they, they, they're so afraid of doing nothing or afraid of doing the wrong thing. And, uh, and we, can, we can rest. We can rest in the Lord and, 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 and know that he, he'll help us to get to a place of knowing. Amen. Amen. Sometimes when you need to make a decision, you're not sure, you can take a step towards it without fully committing. I know this is, this is vague because the decisions are so wide and broad for what we're talking about. You can take a step towards it, and in the middle of that, you recognize this is wrong, or yeah, this is the right thing. When you take a step towards it, and it's just like, man, the peace of God is on this. Then, then you can keep going, you can keep walking that out before you sign your life away to something. Amen. Amen. But what, one of the things that I, I believe we should all remember is, is to uh, stay positive. To stay hopeful in the midst of not knowing, in that, that zone of not knowing, keep your smile on. Keep rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. How, how often are we told to rejoice in the Lord? Always. Always. Yeah. Oh, you mean then? Especially then. Just like it's easy to be kind to people who are kind to you. It's easy to ha be happy and, 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 and laugh and smile when everything around you is good. Everything around you is great. It takes, it takes real faith to do that when you don't have a clue what's coming next. It takes real faith to step out when you don't know. That's the time to rejoice and be glad. Amen. Doesn't the scripture say uh, uh, over in, uh, I think it's 1 Thessalonians, it says, it says in everything give thanks. In everything. What, what, what do you mean in everything? How about in every circumstance? In every situation in life. Not give thanks for what, if it's bad, but in it, you still give thanks. I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to be thankful for? That he's your shepherd. That you, according to Jesus in John chapter 10, you are his sheep and you know his voice. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. And, and say it with a smile. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm being, being directed by the Lord. I'm being led by Him. My future is bright. Everything's going to come together and work out. I'll know exactly what to do. I am His sheep and I know His voice. He is my good shepherd. He is leading me into, you know, beside green, into green pastures and besides the still waters. And He, is, he does restore my soul. If we ever find ourselves getting down in the dumps in the midst of, I don't know about this, I don't know, well, we've left faith. We've got to get back and get our, get our rejoicer on. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Can anybody relate to this? Yes. Thank you, Lord. He, he wants to guide us. Amen. He wants to lead us. And there, there are things we, we need to do when we don't know what to do. 
and, and some of them are not super complicated. But if we stay, stay in the right place doing what we do know what to do, and stay in faith, we're going to get to that place of knowledge. We're going to know. Yes, right. yes. Amen, amen. amen.